0: In recent years, Atlanta has become home to the fourth largest tech hub in the country, Atlanta Tech Village. We've been lucky enough these last few seasons to host a few founders of tech companies from ATV, and today we have the awesome honor to host another. Sweatpack is an app designed to help you find group workouts and sports leagues in your area. It provides an accountability source as you set new goals to stay active, and it's an awesome way to stay connected with friends or even make new ones. Today, we're sitting down with co-founder Umama Kibria to talk about how the coronavirus has impacted Sweatpack and her vision for the app moving forward.
1: Well, Umama, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, Like we said, it's been a long time coming and we've been following what you guys have been doing for a long time uh, and are part of some of the same communities and and have some um, mutual contacts. So, The first question I like to ask folks is if somebody bumps into you on the street and says, hey, who are you and what do you do? What's your, you know, 30 second, I know at ATV, the elevator pitch is a big thing, right? So what's your your initial pitch to folks who ask you kind of what you're involved in, what you do?
2: Yeah. Well, what's up, guys? Um, I'm so excited to be here. I'm Umama, uh, co-founder and CEO of Sweatpack, And my passions for connecting people through fitness. So you may have seen me either on social media telling people how to get active, stay accountable, or maybe uh, through my event series nationwide, where all I love doing is creating experiences for people. But during this journey, I ended up working out at over 400 gyms, connecting with over 100,000 people on social media. And I realized people don't know how to be consistent with fitness. So that's why I developed sweat pack, which is an app that connects people to group workouts and sports leagues, helping the world be active and stay accountable.
1: That's awesome. You've done that a time or two. I can tell. Yeah,
2: sometimes I've been like refining <laughs> it as like the world is changing, but yes. it's always got my spirit in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that in over 400 gyms and interacting with over hundred thousand people, You figured out the same thing that I figured out in much less gyms and thought it was just me who had a hard time being consistent with fitness. Um, Is that something you've always been passionate about? Did you know that you wanted to go into a career in fitness in one way, shape or form or was that a happy accident for you? How did you get to that point?
2: I had no idea. Look, uh, so it's funny because the root of my name, Uma, actually means community. So I always knew whatever I would pursue, it would be something about creating experiences for communities. But it wasn't until post-college, when I was really just going through depression, Trying to figure out my career, my passion, my relationships, and trying to get control back into my life. And so I was like, all right, what's one thing I can totally take control of? Let me try this fitness thing out. And so, uh, fitness from that point on in February 2015 was this pivot point of whoa. This is something super transformative. The psychological momentum I'm getting from here has allowed me to leave my corporate job, to start entrepreneurship, to start this viral social platform, to get into technology and all these things. And I was realizing the basis of my growth was the foundation of fitness. And so I knew it was my purpose in this world to be able to share that power with everyone. And I hope people understand, look, I, yes, I did work out at 400 gyms and do all this, but I've, since this time during COVID, had to backtrack with everyone else as well. And I've learned that, you know, it is hard getting started and getting that motivation, especially now. So I think my flame has been reignited and uh, I'm so grateful for this foundation um, principle that now guides my life.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I want to talk a lot more about the product, but I want to kind of backtrack just a little bit. Tell us about uh, where'd you grow up and what sort of, did you have that entrepreneurial bone in your body or that, you know, twinge of knowing you said you were in the corporate world for a while. So I think, you know, a lot of us, we haven't quite figured that out early on, but, uh, you know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? And, and, uh, what did you think was going to be your, your career path early on?
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'm technically, I was born in LA, but I am Atlanta breed for sure. I moved here when I was three, so I've watched this con this city completely grow up. Um, I grew up in Chambly, Brookhaven area. So amazing to see how much transformation has happened. I went to Georgia State University too. I told myself, no way would I end up in Athens because I had to be in the heart of Atlanta. And really, because I was here when everything was growing, I had so many more opportunities. Uh, You know, I was there when ATV first launched as the first tech hub in Atlanta, I had a space there. Um, I watched the Beltline happen. And, you know, a lot of that has been a part of who I am as a person, because I've always known that, Atlanta is the place where people are kind hearted, they're community oriented, they're willing to try new things, um, Mm -hmm. and they're all growth mindset, right? Like, we wanna be the big cities, Mm -hmm. but uh, keep the Southern hospitality. And so I feel like a part of me is always like, I love LA for the city life, the beaches, the tech culture. But a part of me is like, nope, I want to bring that L.A. culture and plug it here in Atlanta. And um, it's been amazing being able to do that here.
1: Yeah. And there's almost like there's like a a chip on our shoulder with Atlanta, you know, because we don't get the same respect, like you said, you know, from a, a startup standpoint as in New York or a Silicon Valley or in L.A. But there's like, a, especially in the last few years, I feel like there's a real like grind culture um, in Atlanta, that's been really cool to see people just, you know, investing and giving it their best shot, trying to build things. And Atlanta Tech Village is a great example of that community. Um, you know, we were members at Switchyards for a long time. That's a another great example of that type of a community. Have you experienced that as well?
2: Absolutely. And you know, it's not just being able to go to these incubators. It's going to a gym, going to a random event. People have this more open mindset of I'm willing to talk to people and let them into my inner circle. And uh, I definitely know that community aspect is what's really inspired my business so much. And even though Atlanta may seem small, we're really not. We have Mm -hmm. so much going on here. And I feel like people that have come to me like Ted and Forbes, they want to see Atlanta thrive. And so the opportunity being an Atlanta leader is they're looking for us, but we just need to take advantage of the opportunities to get ourselves to the top and then make our names a part of that growth so that we are part of that top 10 list of cities.
1: And we are. It's awesome. Well, you brought up something there that I think is super interesting When you talked about the community aspect and how so many of us are looking for, you know, you talked about that time after college being really challenging because, you know, something we've talked about in our family, um, my wife and I, is just this built-in community you have when you're in school of people that you go to school with or that you're part of organizations with, and then once you grow up and graduate and kind of go off on your own, it's so hard to continue to cultivate that community and it leaves a big hole, right? That Mm -hmm you're just kind of looking for that same level of friendship and, you know, camaraderie with folks that you lived six feet away from, you know, or you saw every day when you're in college. But then we flip that and we think about fitness and working out. And for so many, it's a, it's a lonely journey or it's something they do by themselves and solitude, you know, and something they do before anybody else wakes up and they're by themselves. How did you sort of marry those two concepts and what what sort of gave you the ideas to do that or why, you know, did you think that that would be something that would be really valuable to folks?
2: Absolutely. Um, and yes, there are aspects of fitness that are very vulnerable and we want to do it alone. And I believe that is part of the formula that I've learned that first it takes that commitment, that mental uh, journey for us to say that I'm going to accept myself in this new journey in my life, this new step. I'm going to have to accept the fact that I might be rejected by my friends. I might have to reject some forms of lifestyles. And then once we make that commitment to ourselves and take that first action, the only way to stay consistent that I've learned from research is you've got to add in the community aspect of it because the people we surround ourselves with and talk, have conversations with, and engage in activities with, those are the people that are going to predict our success outcome, right? They talk about our, the five people that we hang out with in fitness that's even more important. But it's not just your friends or the people you show up to the gym with. It's the type of content you consume, right? Who, what type of information are you listening to that's impacting what you're doing? And I've learned when you make that commitment, have that community, that's the key to consistency and growth. And really what started that for me was You know, I was a part of a sorority in college, and I was not an athlete at all by any means. But my sorority sisters got me really involved in flag football. So that's really where I started learning, you've got to get uncomfortable. It's people that will push you. And guess what? That season, I got 27 sacks. I had no idea (laughs) I had that in me, right? Nice. people that help you see these uh, levels that we didn't know existed. And so post-college, I joined a recreational flag football team, not knowing anybody, but I was realizing at the same time I was doing fitness, why doesn't the structure of belonging to a club, an organization, people that test your boundaries and have the same goal, why doesn't that exist in the fitness industry? And that's really where I started to develop it on my own, First through social media, just creating a community online, then through events, getting people in person, and now through my platform, Sweatpack, which actually gets people to join a yoga team, a CrossFit team, or even flag football, soccer, whatever. But it's finding our people, our tribe, and that's so hard to do now as adults.
1: No doubt about it. And we've talked with uh, Kevin from Atlanta Sport and Social about that same thing, about just you know finding those similar interests and those links that just keep you connected i think too like with fitness there's something definitely to with a lot of people maybe not everybody but there's something to just and not even in a judgmental type of a way but the accountability that a community and a group gives you just to say to yourself in the morning i don't want to let these people down you know i want to you know make sure and hold up my end of the bargain i'm going to show up for you know this group run we had planned, or this yoga class, because you know I'm part of the community. I don't want to, you know, disappoint the other people. Is that something that you've you found in your journey as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually called the Kohler effect. So it's this group effect where you want to be surrounded with people that are at least at the same level as you, or maybe even 10% above you that challenge us to want to push ourselves more, but also that accountability of, I don't want to let them down, but first it comes with learning to trust ourselves. So, uh, definitely, that group effect helps. And, um, I learned that through sports and through Kevin.
1: Yeah. That's no, that's awesome. I didn't know there was a name for it. You learn something new every day.
2: That's it. Yeah. It's I'm awesome. obsessed with this. And research actually shows it takes 60 hours to develop a friendship, but the way we speed that up is building a skill together. So when people naturally feel themselves getting better at something progressing, that's when they feel more tied to a purpose, a goal. And when you surround yourself with people that have that, it supercharges those relationships, your trust with yourself and then growth all around.
1: Yeah. It's a confidence builder without a a doubt when you're just around folks that have similar goals, or like you said, I like that, you know, folks that are 10% better at something you want to improve at. That's a great, a great little tidbit for folks to think about when they're you know getting into stuff like this. So, take me back to that to that moment or that season where presumably you were doing something else and you started to think and formulate this idea in your head of sweatpack and what it could be. Where where were you and how did that idea start to transform into something that you dedicated your life to?
2: Yeah, it was January 2017. I had just got laid off from my corporate job. And hmm funny enough, it was the biggest blessing in my life. I hugged my CEO and HR and I was like, thank you. I would never have made this jump without you, but I still had no plan. I just knew I needed to get out of corporate world. And so uh, I was already playing sports and that's when it came to me that okay, you know, I really want, want to try this bodybuilding thing, but I don't have people like I do with this sports team to do this. And so I jot down this idea. Uh, My ex-boyfriend and I had just broken up uh, six months ago and we always promised ourselves that we would tell each other our first business idea. So we had never, we hadn't spoken the six months, but I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to go tell him. And so I did, I gave him my business plan and I said, what do you think? He said, this isn't going to work. There's too much risk involved. People aren't interested in being a part of a team. Fitness is a lonely thing. And I was like, okay, watch me. So <laughs> that was the last conversation there. Uh, so Extra that was,
1: motivation.
2: Exactly. That was January, 2017. But he had a point. The market was not ready quite yet. Class pass things like this had not really launched quite yet. So I started a marketing agency first to get the B2B side. I did the brand management for these gyms. I work in Nike, Adidas, Lululemon, Equinox, LA Fitness. And I truly, uh, I started to understand the c- c- customer acquisition side. But at the same time, I was hosting events and launching on my personal platform. So then uh, November 2019 rolls ar- or 2018 rolls around. I'm like, okay, mama market's ready for this. You don't have time to bullshit anymore. It is time to go with this, go all in. And so um, January, 2019, I got into my first accelerator program and launched Sweat Pack officially in July, 2019.
1: That's awesome. And tell us about the product as it, as it was. And when you launched in July, 2019, what is the experience for the, the user when they came across Sweat Pack?
2: Yeah, of course. So Sweatpack is your fitness team for friends. Uh, we help you be active, stay accountable. You come onto your platform and let's say, let's take you for instance, Jonathan, how do you like staying active? Sports. Sports. Okay, yeah. perfect. So you would come on our platform and say, hey, I want to be active by playing sports Mondays at 7 p.m. Match me with a group of six other people that want to play. Let's say, are you a, a dad? Sorry, I didn't. Yes. Yes, yes. You're a dad. <laughs> oh, thrice. Okay. So let's say you make your group goal. Dads, they pl- that play soccer Mondays at 7 PM, no kids allowed. And so we would match you with a group of six other dads that want to play at that same park, that same place. And you guys dedicate yourself to an eight week schedule. And we do all the back-end management. You get moved onto a team chat. So you get to actually talk to everyone and our technology actually helps you develop the habit. So not only are you showing up for your soccer once a week, but let's say you set your goal. Look, I just want to be active three days a week. I don't care what I do just for 30 minutes. So on our application, you have your team that's holding you accountable for showing up that one day, but then also throughout the week, you guys are challenging each other to stop drop, and chug water challenges, get out there and walk, do 10 push push-ups. whatever. It's that group accountability and fun aspect that we add in, but developing really great habits at the same time.
1: Yeah. And tell me about launch and what that was like for you. I know it's a nerve wracking time for all entrepreneurs to finally get it out there and start to get market feedback. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was that season like for you as someone who came from corporate job to, okay, now this is my uh, thing. You know, you said you did the brand building for a while and then really launching the product you'd been hoping to launch. Tell me about that season.
2: Oh my God. It was so scary because (laughs) Once again, the only person I told three years ago about the idea said it wasn't going to work. So uh, my community had already known that this is my passion and I had this why, but they didn't know what my solution was. So really it was just being comfortable enough to say, Hey, look, I've been listening to you guys for five years now. You told me your problem is consistency with fitness. Here's my solution, which is sweat pack. And the thing is, uh, it was really hard for me personally to finally let out this secret I've been holding on to. But I mean, we sold of our sold out of all of our sweat packs, the minute we released. So I was a ve- we had limited, sweat packs back then and so i was very very grateful i had this community but we had a lot of iterating to do throughout that that this past year um things that happened of course uh, i didn't have a cto at first so i developed the product by myself um I had to bring on a COO that managed all of our operations and, you know, obviously COVID hit then too. Right. So, um, we had to think about who are we serving? What is our purpose? And our purpose is getting people active and helping our gyms get consistent clients. So Mm -hmm. first we had to take care of our clients, um, and make sure that they had digital opportunities and we were just sending them clients. And then uh, we were like, okay, now our members need us. And so we launched our virtual challenges. Um, Really, that was in our product roadmap for next year, but we were like, all right, we gotta speed this up. Mm -hmm. So completely changed our offering, sold out of all of our virtual challenges and doubled in growth and revenue during this time. So uh, we are very grateful. Um, I had to take on a lot more responsibilities, right? Mm -hmm. Chief everything officer, that's really what a CEO, CEO is and yeah. um, had to cut back on some of our team. But during this time, I've actually become the CTO and learned programming and launching our platform.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's a lot.
2: Yeah, it was a lot. But <laughs> the launch lot, journey absolutely. is always fun, right? When you no know doubt. you're providing value.
1: No doubt. So to, to give us a dive into the product today and how it's different from when you originally launched in, in July 2019.
2: Yeah, so originally we were just a website. You could come on and we had pre-made sweat packs for you. So you would join founders do start, uh, startup founders do yoga Friday at 11 AM, but now you can actually create your own teams, your own goals, and then set, select whatever sports or fitness activity, uh, we have virtual offerings. So now you can join a zoom group every week, once a week, or you can join a two week challenge. If you're just like, Hey, I need to kickstart my fitness journey, meet some people, be social. Uh, and then we're about to relaunch our in-person sports and fitness team teams too
1: it's amazing and I think too you know you talked about the growth during this season you know getting folks getting together in large groups was something that went away almost immediately yeah but the desire and the you know hunger for community and folks was something that I'm sure started going up into the right you know mm-hmm. after a couple of weeks in quarantine and and being robbed of that did you guys see that from folks? You know, reaching out to you or starting to use the product. Um, you know, based on, listen, I've been stuck in my house and my gym is closed, and I need to get creative and figure out ways to stay active and, and stay linked into my community.
2: Yeah, uh, huge demand for that. But it was, how do you keep it entertaining? Because everyone is hosting events. Everyone wants to do a Zoom workout. How do you make it entertaining, but also Valuable, and so that's why our structure works so well. Where it was a once a week commitment, right? You socialize, you work out first, and then you socialize. We use a lot of different platforms, not just Zoom, but um, things like Icebreaker, where you could do these one on one games with people and have game nights. And really, we are always focused on providing value to the member first and solving a problem. And I think because we are so focused on that, that's why we've been able to grow so fast and. Uh, people continue to come back to us because of that but you've always got to think about how are we solving a problem
1: yeah well and we've talked about the happy you know con you know not consequences but uh you know the good things that have come out of the season we're in I know there's been just as many challenges you know you talked about not being able to grow the team as much as you would like to what other uh, hurdles or pivots have you had to um embark on or have you experienced during, during this crazy season?
2: I think my co founder and I both personally just struggled because we are both such active people. Uh, My co founder, Marvin, actually worked at Atlanta Sport and Social. So his whole identity is sports. And so uh, we had to take a step back and really think for ourselves how are we solving this for us? Um, My identity is tied to a gym and I didn't have that anymore. So really, we took the time to focus on ourselves and our purpose. And I think as founders. That has to be number one. If your why is not clear, people will know and people will feel that and it just won't feel good for us to continue on. So um, we took time. We were very uh, impacted with Black Lives Matter campaign mm-hmm. too. So we, in, we really took the time to really listen to ourselves uh, and focus on getting momentum back in our lives. So we took a month break actually to focus on that and then come back and offer value to people because we're no good to anyone unless we take care of ourselves first.
1: Sure. So true. Now you talked about your decision to you know stay in Atlanta for college and how the city has been so uh, kind of instrumental in, in your journey. How has the city and the communities you've been a part of in Atlanta received your product? And, and what have you seen from the folks in Atlanta that have interacted with your product and, and the feedback you've gotten there?
2: I think we're used to being a part of a family, a team, a community here uh, because a lot of us grew up being a part of these clubs. So it was only really natural as adults to want to find this type of club uh, to stay active and meet new people. So we're really grateful for the opportunity Sweat Pack has to just kind of plug and play into their lives. And what's been amazing is our community is a, not addicted, but definitely um they've been investors in the product meaning they want to see the product that they want so we have had amazing engagement as far as uh we sent out a survey to 100 people 97 people replied like when does that happen right uh but people were so dedicated to understanding the product and developing it to solve a global problem and so really during covid we used to only be in atlanta but now we're in 25 cities so you know, in Atlanta, we're so used to people just kind of coming out and engaging with random people, but in other cities like a New York and LA, you know, that community type of atmosphere doesn't really exist. So mm. how do we still form these teams that are native to their communities? And so what we've learned is that influencer, that team leader is the most important person. If you're for curating that community. So we've made all of our Atlanta influencers and team leaders, leaders for all the teams to be able to carry out that notion everywhere.
1: Yeah. So you, you've been better suited to do this than most founders because of your time working with other brands and getting the message out and building, um, building a tribe, like you said. But what were the most important things for you and, and for folks listening when, when they have a product they feel like is super valuable and that people will resonate with, but they don't know how to get the message out. Um, what, what are things that you were thinking about on the front end, about really educating the market and, and preparing people for this thing that you felt like was going to be really valuable to them?
2: Yeah. Um, I think it goes back to number one, developing a very strong personal brand, because Mm -hmm. what we need to remember as founders is yes, we have amazing ideas, but we have no idea what it's actually going to form into as we start talking to the community and finding out what their problems are. So being able to have a strong personal brand and then differentiating it from your business brand, which is your solution. Mm -hmm. And what I like to propose to people is, Follow the C method. It is a formula I use that is algorithm proof and it gets you a community involved in building your product. First, create content that solves the problem for the community, right? Don't give them your business solution. Tell them all the complicated ways you could solve the problem right now. I could tell them you could go on Yelp, you could go on Atlanta Sport & Social, you could contact all these restaurants or you could do all those things separately or go on a sweatpack pack and have an all in one place, mm. right? Like show them why you are the thought leader, why you've done the research and why you want to create value for them without you asking them for a sale first, yeah. then collaboration, what brands, what influencers, content creators and uh, events can you collaborate with that has your audience that you want to attract that, you know, you can offer value to that's why working with adidas this past year was huge one of their big missions was to uh empower women through sports i had the women and they wanted those women but i also wanted their network so it was a great way for us to collaborate and bring value both ends but then the third thing is engagement right what are you doing to actually talk to these people find out what solution needs to happen So many startups fail because they didn't actually do that initial research. They are so focused on getting their product and service out that they're blind to what the market actually needs. And my product has evolved so much throughout the years because I'm doing that constant polls, I'm commenting, I'm going through hashtags, I'm going to networking events every single week talking to people and understanding what their real concerns are. And when people know you genuinely care and it's centered around your why that's when they become curious about what your offering Mm -hmm. is. And you know, I've done that for five years, but I've seen people do this in six months. And if you have a community that is your MVP, your minimal viable product, you're solving a problem through a community. Second step is actually having a product and then iterating based on that C model.
1: Sure. Well, and I think for you guys and for so many startups, the most valuable asset you can have is a member of your community that loves your product that is going to then give somebody a face-to-face, person-to-person or Zoom-to-Zoom, you know, endorsement of that product. You can do all the, the paid marketing and the messaging that you want, but until you get the product in people's hands and you listen to their feedback on what would really improve the product, then you know that's going to be the point where your your product really starts to resonate with folks because you you've got that A, A B testing that is going to iron out some of those issues and is really going to create and mold the product into something that people really enjoy.
2: Absolutely, but you got to make sure they know you care about them first.
1: Yes, yeah, no doubt about it. And that's awesome about uh, kind of the platform that you've built is people who use the platform are invested on giving you great feedback and giving you great tips because the more feedback they give you, the better that you make the product and the better experience they have and the more effective the product is for them. So it's a, it's a cool cycle that you guys have have created there. That's awesome. Well, yes, I want, I want to ask you this and I know a lot of this is, you know, COVID dependent, but <laughs> I know you've had plenty of time at this point to think about Okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. What's the next chapter look like? You've already said you're in 25 cities now, which is incredible, by the way. Thanks. Um, from starting in Atlanta to now, <laughs> yeah. holy cow! Surprise delights. From is COVID.
2: that
1: is that sort of the the model for you now? Is you know sharing the good words in different places, and like you said, not creating a, an Atlanta feeling community in these other places, but providing the platform for folks to. Uh, really create like a a unique and and authentic community in each of these cities that just has this great framework that they can then start to connect with.
2: Exactly. It is being able to first identify who are these team leaders that understand the culture in these Mm -hmm. cities and can con cultivate that experience through fitness and sports teams. So really that's our next step is to go hard on that. Um, I'm working on technology right now. So how can we scale this easily into these cities where the user experience is number one for us? We, we're we developing a habit forming technology platform, right? So that comes with a lot of iterating and that's why getting these key team leaders on our team first is so important cuz they're helping build out the product that they want. So next steps uh finalize this tech, find these team leaders and get this thing global.
1: It's awesome. Well mm-hmm. where can we where can folks that don't know about Sweatpack learn more?
2: Absolutely. Check us out on Instagram at team sweatpack or tweet us or hit me up on my personal platform small and strong.co.
1: Awesome my mama. Well thanks for jumping on today and Oops. just so you know you there yeah oh sorry um just so you know and we and we say this to everybody um update us keep us into in, uh keep us in mind and let us know as the product changes or as the the uh, community continues to develop and we will will shout from the rooftops what you guys are are up to and uh yeah don't be a stranger
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to see the work that you guys are doing. Thank you for sharing the stories of these Atlanta makers.
1: Yes, ma'am. My pleasure. And we'll talk to you soon.
0: To stay up to date with Umama, give her a follow on Instagram at smallandstrong.co. Then head to sweatpack.co to join a team and check out the app. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectstatl.com. Make sure to subscribe to Atlanta Born and & Brand and Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter, and you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.